0: Welcome back to Talking Headlines. I'm your host, Katie, and I'm officially 30. Woo! (laughs) I don't feel any different. Maybe a little bit smarter than I was a week ago. Who knows? So today, I'm going to try something a little bit different. Since you guys really liked last week's episode with the advice, I'm going to do two articles and advice. Now, these two articles are dating related. I think it's perfect because... I just decided to take a year off of dating, (laughs) and I have been consistently dating since I was 18, so I have been on the hunt for my person for the last 12 years, and to be completely honest with you, I'm exhausted, and I need to reevaluate, so I have been reflecting on where I went wrong for all of these years, and these two articles really stood out to me. Because I can relate to them. So I wanted to share them with you and I wanted to give you my take as somebody who has seen it all in the dating world and could probably pick out some of these people almost immediately. So this first article is from the expert editor. Nine signs he doesn't love you. He's just a love bomber. I've had a couple of these. So the first one is over the top affection early on. Love bombers are notorious for their grand gestures right from the start. They shower you with attention, affection, and praise that may seem out of proportion for the stage of the relationship. It may feel like you're living in a fairy tale, but this behavior can be a red flag. (laughs) Yeah, it can. So that's probably the biggest, that's probably why it's number one. The biggest uh, sign that you're with a love bomber is that they literally love bomb you. Like you could be dating for three weeks and they are treating you like you have been dating for years and that's a very clear thing that you can look for but it's a thing that a lot of us ignore because we're like oh my gosh this is so great they're giving me attention they're giving me affection like especially if you have seen guys that don't give any affection or they ignore you And this person comes along and they start giving you all this affection and all this attention. You think, oh my gosh, this person is different. I mean, yeah, I guess they're different. They're going to ruin your life just in a different way. (laughs) So number two, the sudden shift in behavior. This is where it starts. So they start with showing you all this attention and affection and then they pull away so that you want more And then they'll subtly give it to you and then they'll pull away again. And uh, the article says, oh, that's just their take. So that's basically where it was. They become distant. They're not as interested in spending time with you. They like flip flop pretty quickly. And again, that's another what needs to be a very clear sign that I mean, I've been guilty of ignoring it too. You know where you're like, "Oh, maybe they're busy." Like, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. "Oh, maybe they're busy. Maybe they're going through something." Whatever. No, they're not. It should be consistent. It should be well, it should start out slow and but then you know, gradually grow and like be consistent that this person wants you in their life. It shouldn't be back and forth, up and down, left, right, and sideways. It just shouldn't. That's not That's not Okay, so then because those two things are happening, it leads to number three. He is the center of your universe. It says it is human nature to become absorbed in new relationships, especially when it feels like a whirlwind romance. But with a love bomber, it goes beyond that. It becomes all consuming. You might notice he wants to spend every single moment with you. And while spending time together is important, it becomes problematic when it starts to isolate you from your friend's family and your own interests, especially when he's trying to isolate you which i think is another one on here by making themselves the center of your world love bombers can control and manipulate you more easily it's a subtle sign but one that should not be ignored so he wants to spend all of his time with you and you want to go hang out with a friend he won't let you you're texting this happened to me i was texting my mom And he was like, who are you texting? And I said, my mom. And he literally called me a liar. And that was, that really made me mad. That was a bad day. I don't remember the whole day, but it was a really bad day. And then I went to this thing. I went to this like fundraiser thing for this girl. And he called me, it was an hour yoga class or something like that. And he called me five times within the hour. He wouldn't let me go down the street to see my friend. This was a relationship I was in, by the way. This was a relationship that I was in between 2014 and 2016. He wouldn't let me go see my friend that lived right down the street. So uh, that was a big red flag. That was a big red flag. And the fact that he... See, what he also did was... I, t- I tend to put my phone down, my like face down, so that I don't see messages popping up especially if i'm talking to somebody i don't want to be distracted or i'll just put it down whatever he basically wanted me to keep my phone up at all times so it's things like that where they just they they start to creep in and you're like i know this is wrong but i've already you know been in this relationship and oh it's so great this person wants to spend so much time with me it's like no if you're not allowed to see your family or your friends That's a problem. You should be able to go do other things. Your life does not revolve around this person. Your life revolves around you. And if they're keeping you from seeing other people, there's more in store for you, and we're going to get there. Constant need for validation. Oh, my gosh, have I seen this. They crave affirmation and reassurance, not just about the relationship, but also about their personal worth. You might notice that he's always fishing for compliments, seeking approval or needing reassurance about your feelings for him. Oh boy, that same this. So this kind of explains this entire relationship that I had. So we're going to talk about it. He literally told me to my face, "Uh, you're hot. So I think you're going to cheat on me, basically. So every time I was texting, who are you texting? All this stuff. He just needed reassurance that I wasn't like cheating on him. And one time we were like in bed. It was I think it was in the afternoon or in the morning or something. We were just relaxing and I was on Instagram and he was like, what's Instagram for? And I'm like, you look at pictures and you comment on them. Well, can you talk to people? This also goes into the jealousy. There's a I'm actually going to read the jealousy one before I finish this story. Let's see. Oh, number eight. He's over jealous and possessive. We're just going to read this one because I'm going to finish that story. So it says a little bit of jealousy in a relationship can be normal, but when it comes excessive, it can be a sign of a love bomber. He might get overly upset if you spend time with friends, question you about your interactions with others, or even try to control who you see and when. So basically he was like, what's Instagram like do? And I was like, you, you know. Look at pictures. You comment on them. You like them. Well, can people talk to you on there? I mean, sometimes this was 2014. Okay, DMs weren't a thing. Sliding into the DMs wasn't a thing. Or is 20? I think it was closer to 2015, 2016. Even still, sliding into the DMs wasn't a thing. Okay, influencers weren't a thing. It was um, big fitness pages. Like I was, I was in school for fitness or I had just graduated school from for fitness and Instagram fitness was huge. So I followed a lot of fitness pages and he saw me scroll on this guy who had big muscles. Okay, so he said, "Whoa!" Well, he looks at my phone. Is that guy messaging you? The big muscle guy on Instagram. And it took everything in me to not say, if he was, I wouldn't be sitting here with you now, would I? So I said, no, he wasn't. Okay, whatever. It's just ridiculous. Who are you texting? Where are you going? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. No. If you can't even have your own personal phone be personal, you need to get the hell out of there. And if he's always fishing for compliments, like even my last boyfriend was like, oh, you're the best. And he wouldn't even ever say anything. He would just basically want me to continue to say it. And I'm like, why can't you guys just take the compliment? Because you can't, they, they need it. They need it so bad. They need constant validation that you are there for them. And I'm not saying I don't need constant validation. It might not be constant so much anymore, but with my history of dating, uh, I definitely need to know that you're not going to fuck me over when I wake up in the morning. Basically, I think a need for constant validation is a problem, but I think a need for validation is important sometimes, but constant validation is a big, big, big red flag because they're insecure. And why would you want to be with somebody who's insecure? You know what I mean? Why would you want to be with somebody who's insecure about you hanging out with your friends, insecure about you hanging out or texting your parents? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Okay, number six. There's a pattern of broken relationships. Love bombers often leave a trail of broken relationships in their wake. When you talk about past relationship, he might blame his exes for everything that went wrong, refusing to take any responsibility himself. I guess you could say, I haven't really seen this. I definitely feel like if you can't take responsibility for your own actions, that's just a problem on its own. So. It's a two a relationship is a two-way street. One person doesn't just fuck up all the time. You know what I mean? Like even in my last relationship, I could say that there were things I could have done better, even though, to be completely honest with you, I did a lot of things right. But I guess I could have done a few things better. However, we will get into that. Um Yeah, just, I mean, people need to start taking accountability for their actions. But I don't know why everybody else is a scapegoat. I don't have an issue. For some reason, I don't have an issue admitting that I messed up. I don't have an issue admitting that I was wrong ever. I don't have an issue taking accountability for things that I know that I did wrong. If somebody's trying to blame me for something, like I will never take accountability. Well, I won't take full accountability for the things that my ex blames me for it because he's literally delusional and he's blaming me forever. He's delulu. He's super delulu. And he's, you know, he's blaming me to make himself feel better. But there there are things I did wrong in that relationship. 110%. There's always things that you can do better. And I've never had an issue admitting that I was wrong. But <laughs> if you think I'm going to admit to something that I didn't do that was wrong or like that wasn't wrong, you've got another thing coming, buddy. So, remember that. Take accountability for the things that you know that you did wrong. Don't take accountability for the things that somebody else thinks you did wrong. Does that make sense? Hopefully. Number seven, your gut tells you something is off. Oh my gosh. Your gut. I'm sorry if you don't believe in a gut feeling. Fuck you, because it's real. A gut feeling is totally real. Every time I'm talking to a guy and I feel like something's off, it could be, I don't know if I, my intuition has gotten very good for a reason that I'm not going to talk about on here, (laughs) but like having this situation in my life has given me the ability to have a really good gut feeling and be right literally every single time. So if I'm like talking to somebody, even if I'm texting somebody and I feel like something's off, they haven't, you know, they're normally texting me a lot. They aren't texting me the next day a lot. Something's off like nine out of 10 times, like 10 out of 10 times. We're going to go with 10 out of 10 times. Something's off. And then shit hits the fan. Trust your gut always. Okay. If you feel like something is off, It probably is because if you're in a relationship that you are supposed to be in and this person is making you happy, you aren't going to get a gut feeling that something is wrong. But once you get that gut feeling, you figure out what's wrong and you get the hell out. Okay, we already went over number eight, overly jealous and possessive. Number nine, he uses love. Oh, wait, I skipped one saying love too early. That's right. He's quick to say I love you was number five. Oopsies, skipped over that one. Uh, Yeah, so two out of four, I've had four relationships. Two of them have said I love you in two weeks. The first two weeks of seeing each other. That's a fucking problem. Um, one, The second one, the one that I've been talking about the most from 2014 to 2016, said it at a what he thought was going to be an opportune time for me to say it back. It was really fucked up when I think about it. But he figured, he asked me to be his girlfriend and he asked, and he said, I love you in the same way. And he knew it was because in that moment, I was going to say yes. And I was going to say, I love you back. Saying I love you, <laughs> okay. say I, I've said, I love you back three times. The first time, the second time, and the third time, I didn't truly know what love was. And then I realized that I didn't know what love was and what it meant to me. And that's why I said it. And I felt really guilty because I didn't mean it. Probably. I just felt like I had to say it back, you know, and I went on, I took myself on a journey a couple of years ago to figure out what love actually meant to me. And in my last relationship, I said it first because I actually meant it. So I have really only been in love once And love to me now that especially now that I've realized like you don't just say it back just to say it back or like, you know, figure out what it means to you before you say it back. Love is really huge. You should not be saying something like that after a couple weeks of seeing somebody. And if it goes over well for you, that's probably a problem like that is a problem both of you have. So maybe you should get that figured out. Okay, moving on. He uses love as a weapon is number nine. And finally, the most alarming sign of a love bomber is when he starts using love as a weapon. This means he gives and withdraws affection to control and manipulate you. I've not seen this. I don't think. Let's see. If he showers you with love one moment and then pulls away the next, leaves you feeling insecure and anxious, it's a clear sign of love bombing. That pretty much goes with the other one that we talked about, which is... The sudden shift in behavior, that's basically the same thing. But, yeah, like, a good relationship and love should be either growing or consistent. You shouldn't be getting whiplash from your relationship. That's not okay, and it really does, like— fuck you up and this is also where he becomes the center of the universe the center of your universe because you're constantly thinking when's he gonna text me when's he gonna call me are we gonna hang out is he gonna talk to me today i don't know it's so toxic it's so toxic you need to get out of that toxic cycle i'm saying i have been in this cycle of just dating 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 toxic toxic men and Once you get into it, it's really hard to get out of it because those are the people that you're like, it becomes normal for you. You're attracted to those types of people. They're attracted to you. And you think that each one is going to be different. Oh, this one's going to be different. This one's going to be different. This one's going to be different. They're not. They're not any different. If you can spot the similarities between all of these people that you've dated that have been really toxic, then you can start picking out those things in other people and avoid it altogether. That's the main reason why I'm taking a break is because I have two, there are two things. There are two things that I've, they are very, this is going to be terrible. This is going to sound absolutely terrible, but there are two things that most recently, not in the past, but most recently starting with my ex up until now, that these toxic people have in common. Are you ready for that? Because I cannot believe (laughs) that these are the two things that I'm seeing are consistent in these men. The first one is having ADHD. And there's nothing wrong with having ADHD. Let me get that very clear. There's nothing wrong with it. However, if you use your ADHD, as an excuse to why you can't show up for your partner that's showing up for you that is a red flag <clears throat> i have anxiety i don't use my anxiety as to why i can't show up my ex would definitely disagree with me but i i showed up every damn day in that relationship and he cannot argue with that but yeah my anxiety gets the best of me sometimes okay but i always show up for my partner i show up for people i'm just talking to which is a problem that i have that i need to stop but you know if i'm involved with somebody i'm involved with you and using your mental illness as a reason to act like a piece of shit is a red flag The other one that I've noticed is anime. If you watch anime and you have ADHD, which there are very many men out there like that, like so many of them, uh, I'm not going to date you. Let's get that very, very clear. Okay? Because when I tell you... So the other thing that I didn't do (coughs) was uh, not take my own advice and take a break. Um... from dating in between my relationship and now, I guess. So I started talking to people. I was on the dating apps, whatever. And I met a guy at at the gym and so many of these guys, like out of 10, eight of them had ADHD and watched anime. So for right now, until I can really deep dive into what the hell is going on, with my dating wife, those are the two things and they they will not be afraid to tell you and they are very very common and i don't understand it so if you are a man that is between the ages of 30 and 35 and you do not watch anime and you either have controlled adhd it doesn't run your life or you don't have adhd slide into my dms at talking headlines pod <laughs> because i'm not convinced that There's a man out there that's not taken, that doesn't do both those things. Okay, we are moving on. 11 things you should never sacrifice for a relationship, according to psychology. This article is by Global English Editing. And we are going to start with numero uno. Personal Identity. Love they say, oh wait, we're not going to read that love they say is a beautiful thing. Okay, (laughs) Okay. we're going to move on. The article states, while in a relationship, nope, there we go. (laughs) The article states, while a relationship involves adapting and growing together, it should never demand you to surrender who you are, nor should it require you to totally morph into a version of yourself that you can hardly recognize. I've been in this situation before where I was being changed into a mini version of a man under my own nose. It ended up being more of an attempt on his part because he realized once he realized I wasn't changing, he left. Love and wanting a partner can blind you to potentially toxic and harmful behaviors. And either gender is capable of doing this. I've seen women do it to men. But you must at all costs maintain your own identity because, and I say this a lot, You are the only person you are going to have from the day that you're born till the day that you die. You need to have your own back. And if somebody is trying to change you, you need to leave. You are not in a relationship with somebody who wants to change you. I understand the concept. However, falling in love with potential. Falling in love with potential is so dangerous. I've I've never I've never fallen in love with potential but I've definitely liked somebody for their potential and you should never ever date somebody because you see potential in them you should date somebody that you are compatible with and of course you guys are going to both grow and change and hopefully you know do great things in your lives but do not fall in love with potential because that is so dangerous because guess what you can't change anybody You can't change anybody. I've learned that. (laughs) I've learned that because unfortunately I've been there. I've tried to change people and it doesn't work. They're not going to change for, uh, nobody's going to change for you. Just like you shouldn't be changing. Oh, excuse me. Just like you shouldn't be changing for other people. Uh, Okay. Number two thing you shouldn't give up. Dreams and aspirations. Do not let a man tell you or a woman A man or a woman. I am a woman, so I'm talking about men. But I know that this goes both ways. Don't cancel me. Please. I'm just getting started. Um, Don't let somebody tell you that your dreams are stupid and that your aspirations are stupid or that you're never going to get anywhere. If I started dating somebody and they told me that I should stop doing my podcast because I'm never going to make it, I would tell them to not let the door hit them on the way out. Goodbye, son. Don't let anybody t- like crush your dreams. Okay? The only dream crusher in my life is going to be my mother, and I love her very much. She's not she loves my podcast. I love her very much. I love that she loves the podcast. This is great. This is like the one dream my mother hasn't crushed. So, I, my mother is a great woman. Do not take that out of context. It's a joke. We have an inside joke about how she's a dream crusher. However, I've gotten this far. We're all good. She loves podcast. Love you, mom. Anyway, So, yeah, don't let your partner be a dream crusher, because honestly, you are going to just be miserable as long as you're with that person. And chances are, if they're trying to crush your dreams, it's not going to work out. And then you're going to be not with them. You're going to be single and you're going to be wishing that you had just followed your dreams. It's like it's a thing I think about a lot where it's like a meme on Instagram that was it said where was that guy that you stayed up and like all night to talk to or where is that guy that you stayed up all night to talk to put the phone down and go to sleep or something like that and i'm like i think about that all the time because it's true don't don't give up that part of yourself either uh physical health so this article says chronic stress, lack of sleep, poor diet. Sometimes relationships can take a toll on our physical health. It's easy to overlook this in the throes of love. However, research shows that poor physical health can lead to decreased mental health and vice versa. It's a vicious cycle that can result in a host of health problems from heart disease to depression. Whether it's regular exercise, a balanced diet, adequate sleep, or routine checkups, don't let your relationships stand in the way of your physical well-being. Because when it comes to your health, compromise isn't on the menu. Um, I think that goes without saying. I think that little snippet hit the nail on the head. I know because I've been there before that when you get into a relationship, you go out to eat more, you're happier, you enjoy yourself a little bit more. And I understand that. But don't be so consumed in your relationship that you don't go to the gym anymore, that you don't go for your walks, that you like ha- let your partner convince you to order out food every night the DoorDash, using the DoorDash, okay C- keep that keep that part of who you are like don't let it affect don't let your partners affect you you know if anything you guys should both want to be healthy together and that's one thing that i will not I like I will not have in a relationship with somebody that doesn't like being healthy because I love being healthy I eat well I eat what I can given my circumstances but you know I eat mostly healthy I go to the gym four times a week because I've never I've had to narrow it down to four times a week because I don't want to overtrain because I'm so active right now I'm losing weight like crazy but yeah don't let your partner hinder your physical health I think that goes without saying. Self-esteem. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one. This says a relationship should be a safe space where you feel valued and appreciated for who you are, not in an arena where you're constantly belittled or undermined. If somebody starts to call you names, if somebody starts to fight with insults, like if you're having an argument with your partner and they start throwing insults at you, game over, leave. Just leave because or even if they start yelling at you and I used to be a yeller I will admit that I used to be a yeller because I grew up with yelling that was what I learned and then I realized that that's not the way to do things you need to have adult conversations like I feel like a healthy relationship shouldn't have like full-blown arguments it should have disagreements like you're not going to agree on everything but if you're screaming at your partner Or if your partner's screaming at you and you're calling each other names and you're throwing shit across the room, like that's not healthy and you need to leave. Point blank. Number five, your core values. So let's say that. Okay, I border the line between agnostic and atheist. Sometimes I think there's something out there. Sometimes I just think everything goes black when you die. If I was with somebody who tried to turn me back, I guess, into a Christian, I don't want to be with that person. Or if somebody believes in stealing, I don't believe in stealing. Or constantly litters, I hate littering. Those are my morals and my values, you know, or tells me to go be mean to somebody on the street. It's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to compromise my morals and my values and the things that I believe in order to be with a person. It doesn't matter. Like, I've, Mm -hmm. I've seen somebody who was doing certain things that I mentioned on that list. Not the religion part. I've not had anybody try to convert me, honestly but there's still time. <laughs> um and I just went along with it. And I regret it because that's that wasn't who I was. And even though it one of a, made for a really funny story, but I went along with it, I let it happen and that wasn't who I was and I felt really guilty about it afterwards. So again, always stay true to yourself. Don't let some and I guess that's the part where <clears throat> I think I said on the other episode or I said When did I say it? It might have been on the Patreon episode. It might have been on here. That like, oh, everybody's that not a you know everybody that's married is in a relationship loves themselves. You don't have to completely love yourself, but you have to completely know yourself, and you have to stick to what you know. You can't deviate from who you are to be in a relationship. Compromising yourself for a relationship is starting trouble in paradise already. Right out the gate, boom, trouble. Okay, Uh, your happiness again this is along the same lines. Do not compromise your happiness for a relationship. I've done that before. I did that in my last relationship. I was so happy. So I had a crush on my ex who wasn't my boyfriend at the time. We were just friends. And then he wanted to date me for all the wrong reasons, mind you. But I was so happy to have finally been able to get somebody that I liked I, you know, nothing else mattered. I wasn't happy. I was not being forced. It wasn't being forced, but I was being encouraged. There we go. There's a the word encouraged to gain weight when I didn't want to. I was being left in the dust. Honestly, like he called himself an outside cat, which is weird. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'll come around every so often, but most of the time I'm just doing my own thing. Like some days you won't see me or hear from me. I'm like, that's not a relationship. You know, and he was like, Well, I don't want to hang out all the time. I could hang out for three hours a week and that would be good. I'm sorry. I think I've said this before. You can't build a relationship. Maybe I said it to somebody else. I don't know. But you can't build a relationship off of seeing somebody three hours a week. Tell me I'm wrong. So don't don't sacrifice your happiness. And I know that there's certain things that hold people to relationships, just like there was that certain thing that held me in that relationship, but this is me (laughs) telling (laughs) y'all to get out while you feel that you should get out because then what happened by me not getting out when I thought that I should was it blowing up into something it didn't need to be after he broke up with me, said all of these things to my face that were completely untrue. It was him projecting himself onto me, which it was very apparent that he was projecting onto me. He was saying crazy things. And I wish I had just left earlier because then it wouldn't have blown up into that big of a deal. It probably would have blown up into a different big deal. Uh, your relationship with family and friends. We just talked about that. Don't sacrifice your relationship with family and friends. Number eight, peace of mind. It's normal for relationships to have their ups and downs, but when turmoil becomes the norm, rather than the exception, it's cause for concern. Psychology underlines the importance of mental peace for our our overall, I feel like I do that once an episode. Okay, we're going to try that again psychology under underlines the importance of mental peace for our overall i can't get that word overall well-being a relationship that constantly puts you in distress causing anxiety or fear is harmful oh yeah so that boyfriend that i was talking about between 2014 and 2016 definitely did this <laughs> uh we went on a trip and this was like right towards the end of our breakup he Was having some weird thing where he felt like he couldn't swallow. I could not explain it to you because it still doesn't make sense to me. And this was almost 10 years ago that this happened. It was eh, was between like seven and 10 years ago that this happened. But I I will never forget one night where I was. He would get so mad at me for like immediately falling asleep. I would immediately fall asleep. And I would stay asleep Through the whole night Those were the days (laughs) Those were the days Uh, I mean I can still Immediately fall asleep But I definitely Wake up in the middle Of the night Once if not Multiple times But lately I have been sleeping Through the night Until I say that So Yeah he would get mad At me for immediately Falling asleep Because he had Sleeping problems I guess He Was so mad At me one night That I was Sleeping That he got Up And He kicked or, he, no, know, he got up and he threw the laundry basket at the wall, threw like an entire man tantrum, kicked my suitcase in the living room with all the stuff in it, kicked my suitcase, slammed the door. And I laid in that bed and I was like, oh, oh, my God, I am so scared right now. That was a terrifying moment. I knew in that moment that I had to get out. That was terrifying the moment. I just I think I waited a couple more weeks cuz I had to plan it or whatever, and I was obviously afraid of him. But that was the moment. Like the minute my peace of mind was and it and it had been like slowly going, like I had been seeing certain things here and there, but my I guess you can call it a safe space, the place where I feel the most comfortable, the place where I feel the best is in bed sleeping. Or like about to fall asleep or that, you know, when you have a long day and you lay in bed and your covers and you feel so comfortable. So if anything disrupts that part of my life, I'm done and I'm moving on. And that's exactly what happened. So that was a hard, that was a hard relationship to leave too. There was a lot of things that happened afterwards, like stalking and things like that, that made it really scary, but ultimately, you know. He doesn't contact me anymore and it was worth it because I could have not, I could not, it it, it was only going to get worse, number one, and I could not live like that, number two. Uh, your self-respect. You heard it here, folks. Don't sacrifice your self-respect. Psychology emphasizes that self-respect is fundamental to our sense of worth and dignity. It is the foundation on which we build our relationships and make our choices. A relationship that demands you to lower your self-respect and tolerate disrespect or abuse is toxic and not love. It's manipulation. No one should ever have to endure such a relationship. Self-respect isn't negotiable. Negotiable. Isn't negotiable. (laughs) It's not a bargaining chip. It's the line in the sand. Again that moment there were a lot of moments before that like I had been crying to him about something that was really personal and he told me to just get over it and stop crying and it's just things that tear you down like if you're again if your partner is tearing you down and like calling like saying you need to lose weight or saying you need to do this or saying you need to do that like even in my last relationship honestly he told me that The only thing that he really cared about in a woman was that she had a fat ass. That's what he said. So I was always comparing, oh, that girl's butt's big. Like, oh, that girl, that girl, that girl. It's just like, dude, stop. Like, number one, I didn't want that giant of an ass. Like, I didn't want to gain the weight that he wanted me to gain. Not because, well, okay, because I have an issue with gaining weight, but also because at a certain weight, I'm really uncomfortable. And I was starting to get to the point where I was uncomfortable and then he broke up with me and I lost it all. So, you know, but anything that, and that, that was just like the opposite of kind of what I'm talking about. Well, even still, he's like, you're too skinny you're too, whatever you need to eat more. You need to do this. You need to do that. Telling me what to do. And it's just like, why can't I do what I want to do? Why do I feel like I have to do what you want me to do? Like, that's not okay. And if somebody's degrading you or abusing you, and I know it's hard, I know it's hard to leave that, especially if it's like you feel like you're in a life threatening situation. I think I said this last week. I understand, trust me, I've not been in a situation where you are locked into an abusive relationship. Um, but I have seen one very closely and I know how hard it is to leave. But if you can and your life is not in danger, like in my personal circumstance, my I didn't feel like he was going to come find me and kill me. I mean, immediately immediately. I did break up with him over the phone because he called me when I said, We need to talk when you get home, which I'm glad I did looking back on it because God only knows what would have happened if I had done it in person. I did not feel like I, my life was in imminent danger. So I was able to leave those kind of things. If, once you start to see the little signs in the beginning, before it gets too far, you need to leave. And if you are in a situation where you feel like you can't leave message me message me um or don't i understand what that's like though i understand what it's like to not be able to leave an abusive relationship and <laughs> my heart goes out to you i know that's not that doesn't mean anything but there are places that you can go there are numbers that you can call i will put them in the show notes so that If you need them, you have the resources. All right, number 10. Oh, this is a big one. I have a really big opinion on this one. Financial independence. As a believer of independent bank accounts, not merging your bank account, this is very important. This is very important. I do not believe that you should merge bank accounts. I will never, never, ever, 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 ever mark my words Merge my bank account with my partner. I don't care how long we've been together. I do not care. Okay. As long as I am making my own money, it will go into my bank account. That way, if shit hits the fan, my partner isn't taking all my money. Okay. It's not our money. If something happens and I need to go somewhere, I need to have my own money. And so do you. You like, I feel like merged bank accounts is so outdated anyway. Like I get, you know, my parents have a merged bank account, whatever. But, and a lot of older people do because that's just what it was. But nowadays, like you literally don't have to do that. And I would highly recommend not doing that because again, if your situation becomes abusive or you have to leave or whatever, like you don't want To say that that's our money. You know. that's You have your account. That's your money. And you're going to pick up your life with that money. And you're getting the fuck out. Regardless of whatever the situation is. You do not need to have an our money type situation. You need to have your own money. And that's just. I mean it's crucial. To. Keeping that one, like keeping that part of you independent other, you know, other than the fact that you're, you know, hopefully going out with your friends and your family. Keep your bank account. Do not merge bank accounts. Don't merge phones either. I know so many people that were like, oh, we're on the same phone plan. Don't do that. Don't merge anything (laughs) like don't even merge living situations. My personal opinion is that if you're not ready to move in with somebody, it'll ruin your relationship. So, you know, Uh, Number 11, personal goals and passions. This goes with another one that we talked about in the beginning. Don't let your partner crush your dreams. We already talked about that, but you know, it says, a study in psychology suggests that maintaining your personal interests and pursuing your goals contributes significantly to a sense of personal fulfillment and happiness. A relationship should encourage you to pursue your passions, not hinder them. So whether it's painting, writing, hiking, or any other pursuit that lights you up, never give up on what you love for a relationship. Your passions are a vital part of your being. So basically, all of the things that make you you, you should never sacrifice for a relationship. And it comes with knowing yourself. Like you should really know yourself before you get into a relationship or before you start dating. You don't have to love yourself. You don't have to love every aspect of yourself. You don't have to, you know, even accept a lot of who you are I think but you have to know who you are you have to know all of these things because if you don't you are going to be susceptible to changing yourself for a partner and it's going to put you in a situation where you look back and You've completely lost yourself. And I think a lot of my last relationship did that. And I think a lot of other situations I've been in have done that. And it's so important that you continue to be who you are. Because somebody out there is going to love you for exactly who you are. And if you're like me and you're stuck in a toxic cycle, then take a break. There's nothing wrong with being single. I'm single by choice at this point. Like I said last week, I almost said last season. (laughs) Like I said last week, be single by choice. And actually, I uh, saw this video that said, ladies, don't, don't say that you're single. Say that you're free of disappointment from men. And that is how we're going to end this episode, because that is the best thing I've ever heard. So... Ladies that are single, we are free of disappointment from men. Please (laughs) go follow me on Instagram. Go follow me on Spotify. Rate five stars. Subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash talking headlines. I've got some fun episodes up there. It's only five dollars a month and you get exclusive content from me. You get to hear more of me. It's so great. Don't follow me on TikTok because I think I'm still banned. Honestly, at, at this point, I don't care about TikTok. And I will see you guys next Monday for the season finale. Or no, that's not the season finale. But next Monday is the 18th. Okay, yeah, no. Oh, the 18th is the anniversary that I got my dog. It's been three years. So I'll see you next Monday for the second to last episode of this season. I love you guys. Bye.